Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Let's talk today about Bugs Bunny. Although a Bugs-esque character appeared in a cartoon in 1938, Bugs, as we'd recognize him today, first appeared on July 27th of 1940 in a cartoon titled A Wild Hare. His character was well-received by children and adults alike. This, and the fact that his debut coincided with America's golden age of animation, helped secure his spot as one of Warner Brothers' main cartoon characters. During World War II, Bugs got another boost. Several Air Force troops, including the 380th Bombardment Group, chose Bugs as their mascot, and the Marine Corps designated him an honorary master sergeant. He starred in propaganda cartoons made specifically for American soldiers stationed in Europe as well as government advertisements for wartime bonds. Bugs Bunny went on to star in 150 films, appear as the first animated character on a postage stamp, receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and be ranked number one on a list of the 50 greatest cartoon characters compiled by TV Guide. Although many have attempted to identify what sets Bugs Bunny apart from the cartoon crowd, 
perhaps the late Chuck Jones, the longtime writer and producer of Bugs Bunny, described it best. His daughter, Linda Jones Clow, told Smithsonian Magazine, My father's attitude was that Bugs already existed, and they were just writing about him. He would come home in the evening and say to my mother, You won't believe what Bugs Bunny said today. What do you mean, she would say, you wrote it. No, I discovered under the circumstances that this is what he would say. Whether Bugs Bunny was conceived as a rabbit or a hare isn't clear. Although the word bunny is part of his name, many of his cartoons had hare in the title, including Bill of Hare and Fallen Hare. Of course, that could be wordplay rather than scientific nomenclature. Before we hop to the wrong conclusion, let's take a look at some of the characteristic differences between rabbits and hares. Although rabbits and hares are all from the Leporidae family, they're classified under nine different genera, eight for rabbits and one for hares, and 53 species, 21 for rabbits and 32 for hares. And they start life in markedly different ways. Hares are pregnant for about 42 days and deliver fully developed newborns called leverets, while bunnies have a 30-day gestational period and give birth to kits that don't yet have fur or the ability to regulate their body temperature. Hares also have jointed skulls, unlike those of any other mammal. This gives them cranial kinesis, which means that their skull bones can move relative to each other in ways that humans, for example, can't. Our jaw is our only movable skull joint. Hairs have an intracranial one that researchers think helps them distribute the impact of long-running leaps. Hairs have longer ears and longer legs than rabbits, which seems to tip the scale in favor of Bugs Bunny being a hare. Hairs look lanky in ways that rabbits with their shorter ears and shorter legs just don't. Also, hares are more likely to be gray in color, though hares and rabbits both come in a range of colors and patterns, from white to brown to black, with lots of gradients in between. Hares are also less social than bunnies. Hares don't hang out with their families, and by all accounts, neither does bugs. But hares live completely above ground, whereas Bugs Bunny lives in a burrow like a rabbit. Most bunnies create burrows or warrens in which they live and hide their young. There is one thing that could clear all this up. DNA analysis. Rabbits have 44 chromosomes, while members of the hare genus have 48. So, analysis of Bugs Bunny genetic material would wrap this up once and for all, except that he's not real. So, maybe, instead of mm, splitting hairs over taxonomy, we should all just relax with a carrot or three and enjoy some classic cartoons. Today's episode is based on the article, Is Bugs Bunny a Rabbit or a Hare? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by L'Oreal Dove. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. 
I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.